Podcast. Third degree, the third degree net podcast. Third degree, the third degree net podcast. Third degree, the third degree net podcast. Third degree the podcast is brought to you by Soccer90.com. Explore the vast collection of FC Dallas Premier League and US national team gear, jerseys, hats, scarves, tees, and beyond. Soccer 90 has all you need. Now enjoy exclusive 20% discount in store with Third Degree, the podcast, not just online, in store, code Third Degree. Listeners of this podcast get 20% off. Man, what a deal that is. Uh, Make sure to check that out. 20% off, some exclusions do apply. Well, hello, FC Dallas curious fans. As you can tell, this is not Peter. My name is Buzz. I'm the founder and editor of Third Degree the, and Third Degree the Podcast. This is episode number 250, which is a big one. It's a nice one on the way to hopefully bigger and better things. Let me just take a minute to, to say that um, while Peter and Dan both would have liked to have been here, uh, Peter had some personal business that prevented him from being here, and Dan, well, let's just say that uh, you may have noticed that Luke Combs is out on tour, and I'll just say that you've never seen Dan and Luke Combs in the same room at the same time and let it go at that. So I'm here by myself, which means that you might get a little more of a clunky and a little more uh, unprofessional <laughs> podcast without Peter and his dulcet tones keeping us going, but I will do my best to go through the plethora of news this week. Uh, and try and talk about those things. I, I may have to stop and uh, gather my thoughts from time to time, but I'll try and edit all those spaces out and hopefully make for you guys an enjoyable so- podcast, even though it might be a little bit shorter than uh, what you might get if there were more of us here to talk. There is, however, a lot going on. So let's go through that stuff. All right, so first, a small correction. I said last time that Jesus Jimenez's new team was in the third division. It's not. It's in the first division in Greece, which makes me feel a lot better about Jesus Jimenez and and Santiago Mascara and Brisson all ending up there. I do. It does make me feel better, but that's a small correction. I I just guessed and joked that it was the third division last time. I didn't know the answer to that. Okay, so what what else is going on in the news? Uh, I wrote a a small article um, about the basics of a 3-4-3. Now, if you're a coach or a guy that played for many, many years and are technically advanced, you probably will know everything that's in there already. But for the big portion of our audience, uh, there'll be some or all of it that'll be brand new to you and it'll help display, explain why the coach has gone the direction he's gone. I'm not going to break it down again in this particular space. Maybe as the season goes on, we might talk about it a bit more. But for now, I will just point you to that article. I think it's pretty decent. It's not too long. It just has some visual guides, some visual aids to help you get through the basics of the formation. So you know what you're looking at as the season starts. We're not 100% sure, of course, that we are going to see 3-4-3 from Dallas, but it looks like we more than likely are since they played it every game so far in the spring with one game to go against D.C. Um, hopefully we'll we'll see that actually be the case because otherwise they wasted a lot of time and we'll have a lot more to say about it, I'm sure, as we go forward in the season. Uh, other small news items, the uh, Super League, uh, which is the USL's new ladies league that's coming, has been awarded D1 status. The DFW team was still listed. They have doubled down that that team is coming. What's somewhat unique about that league is it's going to play on the international schedule. So they're going to start this fall and play a 24 to 25 season. So they'll start have a fall, winter, spring, to, right to the start of summer season, which aligns with 
both the European season and the academic school year for students. So that's an interesting move by them. And we'll see if it works and how it changes things for them compared to other teams uh, in this country. All right, um, next. Let's see, FC Dallas and the city of Mansfield are doing a deal on a um, development of a of some training fields and academy youth type training fields, a mixed use uh, facility down there. Mixed use usually means residential and commercial as well, and a multi use stadium, of which FC Dallas will be involved in the design process and the bringing of youth and international tournaments to that complex. So, based on all the words in the press releases, it sounds like you're talking about a um, MoneyGram type facility with a, I assume it doesn't say specifically smallish stadium involved when you're talking about a thing that's mixed use residential commercial fields for kids and a small stadium. The stadium won't be very big. Not many people know that the original plans for MoneyGram included a, I believe it was a 5,000 seat stadium. So why would FC Dallas get involved in this deal? Well, one, they've had great success with MoneyGram. So they're probably very happy to replicate that project. But also, uh, they really need a stadium for North Texas. Now, why do I say this is for North Texas? Because the Hunts are about to spend $150 million or more on their stadium in Toyota, uh, Toyota Stadium in Frisco. Uh, we know they're making that investment. We know that that plan is moving forward. So FC Dallas is not leaving Frisco. <laughs> this stadium is for something else. This stadium is, in fact... Uh, I believe, for North Texas SC, among other things. It is a multi-use stadium. It's not exclusively for North Texas SC. But a stadium along the lines of 5,000 right now is perfect size for them. If it's a 10,000-seater, that's a little big right this minute, but it's not nearly as bad as Choctaw. And the other thing of note in this news endeavor is that the company that's involved with the day-to-day operations of this stadium is the same one that runs Choctaw. So there's lots of... uh, familiarity here in relationship building here. This makes perfect sense. And that stadium in Mansfield is listed to start in 2026, which is the last season that North Texas soccer club will be at Choctaw. So the alignment is there for all that. Speaking of North Texas SC, their new schedule for the season is out. So you can go and check that schedule out. If you want to come and hang out with me in Arlington and watch North Texas games, because I go to all those home games. I love going to those games. Uh, I enjoy them quite a bit. It's a little more in my wheelhouse in terms of development and player pathway. I enjoy the environment there and the the smaller feel of it quite a bit, which is not to say that I don't love FC Dallas and those games too, but I really, really enjoy the North Texas stuff. Plus, it's quite right, now, right now quite close to my house, and even in Mansfield, it'll be still close to my house. Okay, um, I'm just going to keep burning through these topics. Next up. Uh, FC Dallas was quite busy this week. They dropped the news of a deal with Benfica, uh, a, a deal replacing the Bayern Munich relationship um, for academy development and player development and coach training and that kind of thing. A deal which replaces the Tigris deal, which replaced the Cap deal. <laughs> this is the kind of deal that Dallas has done for years, years and years and years. Um, these are not about first team players. Everyone always wants it to be about the first team player. And yes, Dallas just did a deal with Benfica to bring one of their first team players here. And maybe this is part of greasing the wheels to get that player moved on. Maybe, but these, these kinds of deals are not about first team players. You can't look at this deal and think, great, we're going to get a first team player from Benfica to come to Dallas every year. That's not going to happen. 
That's not what this is for. This is about academy. So this is about coaching methods, exchanging of ideas, coaches going across, talking about how they conduct programs and such. Benfica's got a phenomenal youth academy, outstanding youth academy. There's plenty to be learned from them, and I'm sure vice versa. They will look at FC Dallas as a, a, a place that players have been developed to and look at their ideas as well. Will we see players go back and forth on the youth level? I don't know. I don't know if we'll see um, the kind of training where Dallas will take some players over and, and have them train with Benfica like they did with Bayern Munich. I know that Dallas did not particularly like the way uh, those kinds of things would turn the heads of their players and they would often have trouble with players when they would come back. But um, not often. That's a little strong. They would occasionally have trouble with players when they came back. But taking players outside of their comfort zone and into unfamiliar environments is very important. So I think you'll see some of that both ways, actually. I imagine Benfica younger teams might come here from time to time. Maybe they'll come play in some tournaments. Uh, Dallas Cup, perhaps. Um, maybe you'll see Benfica join in some other things like GA Cup or tournaments that that the that, that MLS is running through this relationship. Maybe you'll see Dallas go send a team or two over to play in something Benfica's involved with, like they did at the Bayern Munich campus tournament every year. We don't know 100% the details of this deal yet. The language sounds great. It sounds like exactly the kind of deal that the Dallas had before with Bayern. So you shouldn't expect very much difference. So is this good for Dallas? I think it could be. The trick is for Dallas in some ways is that the hunts of quality and looking for a way to sell players from their academy through North Texas, perhaps through a partner club, perhaps to some of the middle tiers of Europe. Not everything has to be about a $3 million sale to Bayern Munich or $20 million sale to Roma. Sometimes it can be about middle tier guys, you know, guys that are want to take a European challenge that maybe aren't good enough for MLS. You know, there's a, there's a gap there. There's a, there's people that could have gone from the FCLS Academy that didn't make the MLS team and have, you know, made their way in Europe. So how do you facilitate those moves? How do you make profit from those moves? It can be done. And you need a partner that is more on your level. And Benfica is Benfica is closer to Dallas than Bayern Munich is, you know, and has a, a, a great track record and, and, and money to be able to do things if they need to. So I feel really optimistic about this deal, about this exchange. The one small thing that made me hesitate a little bit about this deal is that when FC Dallas announced it at their press conference, the person that was there at the press conference is the Benfica's representative here in the U.S. It's their U.S. development head. And it wasn't, it wasn't people from Benfica. It wasn't the head of the Benfica Academy or their VP of development overall. That did raise a small eyebrow for me that they weren't here for that. But um, they did have an article about it on their website, you know, and some photos. So, you know, it is a legit thing and, and people are talking about it. And, and I think the details of it will be telling. Um, you want the deal to be beneficial for both clubs because you want them to want to stay in it. You know, I think if, if there's an expectation that from either team that you're going to get a first team player out of it all the time, that's not what this should be for. This should be about becoming better academies and turning your academies into better 
academies and can still continuing to compete among the great academies in the world, which is the idea. So stay tuned over time. We'll see if we like this deal a year or two years from now. Like I think I like it today. Okay. What's next on my list of news? Um, a quick one. Miami apparently is in cap trouble again and needs to dump some salary. And there's a list of a couple of players that may or may not be available floating around the internet. I would call them about Campana. I know that Dallas just signed a striker and I know they just signed a rookie, uh, Logan Farrington, who is interesting, but I would call about Campana right this minute and I would find a way to add him if you can. I don't know what you got to do to do that. I don't know whether it means you got to cut somebody or, or trade somebody or do whatever. You would have to do something. His salary is not that expensive. It's only a couple hundred thousand more than um, – Eugene Ansa, for example, but I would take Campana off their hands in a heartbeat. Now, I don't know if that clears enough cap for them, but you know, when you hear about things like this, I would, I'd do Colin. And also that's all I really wanted to say about it. I don't think it's likely, but I would sure go after that guy. I know they're getting better Musa, but doesn't hurt having a second guy around that could play that role and, and be a positive force for your team. All right. Next up. Um, there are some new MLS rules for this year that I think it's important to uh, at least talk about a little bit so you guys have some basic understanding of what they're going to be. Um, one of them is quite simple. It, the clocks this year are going to, inside the stadium, are going to run past 45 at halftime and run past 90 at the end of the game. So like when they hold up that five minutes of stoppage time, the clock will go past 90. It'll keep running up. So you can watch it and know that there's it's going to go to about 95. Now, of course, time can continue to be added. So there is that. But um, I'm really excited to see it continue clicking up. And I won't need to grab my phone and start running a stopwatch to know how far we end over time. Small rule change, but I like it. All right, number two, um, there's going to be in-stadium announcements of VAR rulings. There's not a lot of clarification yet on uh, exactly how it's going to work and what level of of explanation they will have i believe it probably just will be the what was under review and which way they ruled and that's about it and it'll be up to those of us in the stands to understand it or the tv broadcasters to explain it but it's nice to hear at least an attempt to get some level of explanation from people that'll be good and there's a couple of rules they tested in mls next pro one of which is that if a player is down on the ground for more than 15 seconds the referee will bring on the medical crew who are then to take the player off the field immediately. And then the player has to stay off the field and get treatment while they continue to play. Basically it's the expedite and get the player off the field so the game can continue. Uh, and then the other one is the timed substitution rule where the player has 10 seconds to leave the field to play. And if you don't leave the field to play fast enough, then the incoming player will have to wait for a minute while the game resumes. They'll have to wait for a minute on the sideline. So, this is to make you get off the field in a hurry and not lollygag and delay the game and fart around. If you're the player stopping out, you have to jog off the field. And they tested that in MLX Next Pro, and they must have liked it because um, they even had a stat in their rule change that says something like um, 95 96%, I think it is, of the substitutes were completed in 10 seconds or less. So it is an effective rule, that particular one. And so you can look for those rule changes coming next season to major league soccer field near you. Okay. One more. Let's see what else we got. We got, um, uh, I did have one person reach out to me about the, um, my stance on the 
um, true brand hats and how dumb I thought it was. I just wanted to follow it up quickly. I had several people mention that they uh, they thought I was right because their kids can't get hats. And, and that's in the end, a lot, a lot of these things are for is for kids and their kids can't get them. One person sent me a note that said the Texas Rangers do do a ticket promotion with their true brand hats. You can only get them with special tickets. Uh, so that is a good piece of information. But what I will say is that the Texas Rangers are not FC Dallas. Texas Rangers are not brand building. Texas Rangers have an established brand and have for a long, long time. Um, they've always been pretty much the highest attended team in the Dallas because of the massive number of games. They're coming off a World Series win. Yes, they did it last year, but they were good last year when they did it. You know, you can you can see how the hat and all the cool merch that does, the Rangers use all the time to drive ticket sales for particular games. That stuff's all great, and it works for the Rangers. But the FC Dallas is not the Rangers. FC Dallas is in a world where they're trying to brand build and trying to build a name. There will be people that will look at the Rangers and not have any clue. You know, like, for example, like when the Rangers are doing that FC Dallas collab jersey, I doubt, I bet I'm sure there'll be lots of people that are like, what? There's a soccer team in Arlington? In Texas? In North Texas? It's not in Arlington. That's, but you know what I mean. I misspoke there, but I just wanted to follow that up and say that that while the, the Rangers do do a special ticket thing, I think those clubs are in very, 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 very different places, and it's not a good comparison. Um, okay, Kit Talk. Uh, the uh, Two things. First, of course, Cockhouse and Cleese is tomorrow for FC Dallas. I know people that have seen the real thing, and they say that our mock-ups are really close. Um, so close enough that, like, if you expect to see anything different than what we did as a mock-up, um, you're going to be disappointed because it's going to be just like the mock-up. And then the other uh, jersey, soccer jersey kit nerd talk is that the Dallas Psychics are doing a jersey Thursday, this Thursday night. And if you're hearing this tomorrow, it doesn't give you a lot of time, but it's a jersey collab with Optic Gaming, kind of a cool-looking jersey. So if you're looking for a rare, super rare, one-off jersey that'll be different from anything else out there, there's one for you. That's the one to get that will be in limited quantities and will be – Pretty damn unique if you can get your hands on one if you're into that game. All right. Um, that's at about 20 minutes of podcast. I don't really have much else to talk about. Uh, there was a lot of news items, but there wasn't uh, a lot to go super deep on most of them. Most of them were just like, here's what's going on. Here's the details. Uh, you know, we're going to see this weekend the final game against DC United. That will be, you know, the last chance to get your official warm-up in place for FC Dallas. They are having an inter-squad scrimmage on Saturday between presumably the people that won't play for FC Dallas against DC United and some section of cross-section of North Texas Soccer Club. But DC is the big final tune-up. You want to maintain your rhythm of playing every Saturday. You're going to want to run your first team out as long as you can for 90 minutes. So let's talk about what to look for really quick. Um, Dallas's Colombian holding mid that they signed, uh, sorry, Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian holding mid that they signed is uh, in town finally uh, with the team. I don't know if he'll be cleared to play or not. I seriously doubt that he would walk in and play, you know, for the first team against DC United this quickly you definitely could see him walk in and play for North Texas and the inter-squad scrimmage this quickly. Um, I believe that inter-squad scrimmage may even be 
immediately after the DC United game. Don't quote me on that, but you might get, if you stick around, you might get to see it, perhaps. Um, as far as I know, Petter Musa is not in town yet. I believe he's actually getting married before this, he comes over sometime this next week. So, but, um, and he still has to hold out for his visa. So you won't see him against DC. Hopefully he'll get here by the start of the season, but if not, I'm sure it'll be a week or two later. So the big question, of course, as you watch the DC game is, is the team in a three, four, three, uh, we're expecting that they will be because of this, all the scrimmages they played this spring have been. So I don't know why it would not be now. When does Jesus Ferreira come back? We don't know that yet. I don't think it's going to be this DC United game. Uh, we'll pack some homicoli back again, unknown. He and Jesus did not go to Europe, so we don't know what their capabilities are or in their status is. So who's going to start? Um, you might be looking at the, the real important questions will be Farrington versus Ansa at the nine. Presumably Paul Ariola uh, underneath is the one of the tens. And, and I'm going to guess Sebastian Legette is the other. Yar Mindy and uh, Frazier, presumably, because as the double six, eight combo, because Paxton will probably still be out. Certainly hasn't been training with the team. And in the prior scrimmages has Dante Seeley won the left wing back job. Massive question. Is Imatulmasi a hundred percent at right back or will it be Herbert and delay going in that game? Do you try and use Ima and push his fitness rate? Seems clear. It's Sam Junka, Nikosi Tafari and Sebastian Biaga across the back with Martin Paz and goal and, um, and Jimmy Bauer behind. I, I has reported before and I still I'm confident my sources are correct and that Antonio Carrera will go on loan. When is that happening? So we're kind of in the final stages of the preseason, final tune-ups, final pieces, trying to get guys healthy. What kind of team will Dallas feel on the opening day? All that will be on display against DC United. And hopefully some people will report back or there'll be a stream or there'll be a feed or some way to watch the game if you're not going there in person with a ticket. And if you are, let us know, because <laughs> I will be working, so I will not be able to see it. Third Degree, the podcast has been brought to you by Soccer90.com. Explore the vast collection of the FCD Premier League and national team gear. Jerseys, hats, scarves, and tees. Soccer90 has got all of it, and you can get it on discount. Now, not just online, but in-store, too. 20% off. Just tell them at the, co- at the counter. Code Third Degree. Same code for the website. 20% off. Man, what a, what a great partnership that is. They got all the gear you can want. 20% off, code third degree, online, in person. Some exclusions may apply. All right, that's about it for today's podcast. I know it's a bit shorter than some but people probably wanted um, without having someone to bounce ideas back and forth with and answer questions with. I'm kind of left trying to stream of consciousness, all these news items. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. I'm sure we will have some final reactions to the DC game and to the start of the season and whatever news items FC Dallas may drop this week because there were a bunch this last week. Uh, and we will catch you next week on another episode of Third Degree, the podcast. Somebody come podcast with me, please. Third Degree, the Third Degree Net Podcast. Third Degree, the Third Degree Net Podcast. Third Degree. Third degree, never care. Third degree, never care.